continue to be good because now we're recording and we're live. All right. Um, we're, we're in James chapter three. We are making progress slowly through it, as you know. And um, uh, we're trying to finish up and I, I'm looking at my notes and I'm going, well, we'll see today if we finish chapter three, but we wanna pick it up. Uh, I wanna read from verses 13 in chapter three through 18. We'll be picking it up around 16 is where we'll actually start the study for today, but we'll maybe make a few comments as we go through 13 and, and following. So let's pick it up in chapter, James chapter three, verse uh, 13, and let's read that together, shall we? Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show it by his good life, by deeds done in humility that comes from wisdom. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about your uh, about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, and of the devil. For where uh, you have envy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder and every evil practice. But wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, and then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Peacemakers who sow in peace raise a harvest of righteousness. All right, last week you'll remember we talked about the fact that the difference between the heavenly kingdom and the earthly kingdom is the earthly kingdom is described in three ways. Notice that it has, um, it is earthly, uh, earthly wisdom, I'm sorry, I said kingdom, the difference between spiritual or heavenly wisdom and earthly wisdom is that it is earthly, unspiritual, and of the devil. And you remember we talked about that. It's kind of like um, uh, the, the word there in the Greek, we talked about the fact that James is the very first one to, to actually, we have no recording of this word uh, of the devil. Is It literally means devilish or, or demon, demonic. Uh, he coins a new word in Greek that is used after him, but he's the first one to ever have it recorded that we've ever found. And it, it means that, that earthly wisdom comes from, from, ultimately from the devil. It's demonic. Because why? Because it doesn't come from the, the heavens. It doesn't come from God. Remember, what, what does it say in the beginning of James? Every good and perfect, perfect gift comes gift from, from where? Heaven. From God. Heaven. From God. Yeah. So ultimately, if it doesn't come from God, it must come from somewhere. And so we're talking here about, about it being earthly, about it being unspiritual. Um, I'm trying to figure out where my notes were on this, and I don't quickly find them. So I guess we'll continue going. Okay, so um, it has this idea that, um, that they are, this wisdom is opposite of what God's wisdom is. And uh, we talked about the fact that uh, uh, that it is uh, uh, that actions reflect attitudes. Remember, it's out of the heart that man speaks. It's not what goes into the man; it's what comes out of the man. And what comes out of the man often is uns unspiritual, unless God is controlling the heart. So this is a a problem that we run into. Uh, wisdom from below. Uh, brings disorder. It brings instability, uh, which is a tough thing to do. It, it, it does um, 
Uh, it brings restlessness, if you will. Uh, and, and it brings a disturbance within the community. And here's the, here's the difficult part of this. It happens in churches. It just doesn't happen outside of the church. We have to be on guard. Church leadership commonly resorts to wisdom for pragmatic reasons, earthly wisdom for pragmatic reasons. Why? Because it's easy. We think of that. We have you ever noticed that the way that God thinks and the way we think are different? Hmm. Have you ever, you know, what man says, how do you get ahead? Climb over everyone, be first. How does, what does Jesus tell us about that? The first should be last, the last shall be first. You want to get ahead? What do you do? Serve. You serve. Does that sound like the, what the world teaches? When you go into uh, leadership training, sometimes they, they, they do weird things. Remember, we talked about this. Was it Jim Collins wrote a book, From Good to Great? It's, it's, it, boy, it's probably 10 years old, if, if that now. But it's one yeah. of the great books that I, I'm really impressed with because it says – that it talks about a, a level five leader and a level five leader is basically nothing more than what we would term in, in scriptural or in biblical concepts. We, we call it uh, a servant leader, someone who serves. And they said a level five, Collins says that a level five leader is the best kind of leader for a business. In fact, he, has, he is able to demonstrate it uh, from studies. That's the way that lead, that that, that put, creates the best leadership and the best businesses as a result of that, which is crazy when it you know it's like it's brand new and everyone's going oh wow ten years ago when it first came out we think oh man this is amazing yeah it's amazing we've only known about it for two thousand years but hey that's okay thank you for finally catching up with what the Bible has said all along so. Uh, we have this issue that unspiritual worldly management, uh, if not reined in by the wisdom from above, will dominate our church and cause it to be led in, into all kinds of problems. You know, we, we talk about this and we, we struggle with this because God says, I want you to do it differently. I want you to do something that proves that this is different than what you think. Wrong thinking produces wrong living. One reason the world is in such a mess is because men refuse to accept the wisdom of God. You know, in, in uh, you talked about the wisdom and the heart. Yeah. Proverbs 2.10 says that, you know, wisdom will enter your heart. Yeah. How does it enter your heart? Contemplating. Contemplation, Even sure. Digestion. Yeah. What does it say that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. wisdom? Wisdom. We need to learn what that means. Unfortunately, today fear has has all negative connotations. We are fearful about being something happening to us because we've been disobedient. But there's another type of fear, isn't it, from a biblical perspective? that was being referred to here. It's, it's like respect or honoring a person. Yeah. Uh, when we do that, we, we, we start to begin to understand what God wants for us. And, and when, we, when we accept that into our lives, we, good things happen. Now, there, there, always God's plan and our plan 
Yeah, I've I've rarely come up with a plan that God says, you know, that's great. Let me just stamp it with my official okie dokie, you know, right there. I, I stamped it, it's good. You're good to go, Val. Every time I brought my plan to him, almost inevitably, it's like, yeah, Val, we need to tweak that just a little bit. Yeah. In some cases, a whole lot. Why? Because his wisdom is much better than mine. I have a problem with that. But, you know, it talks about here that, that this uh, word here um, in 16, let's, so we talk about this. You'll find uh, for where you have envy and selfish ambition there, you'll find disorder in every evil practice. That disorder um, is uh, in some uh, translations is called confusion. It's a disorder that comes from instability. Uh, it's, it's also comes from being unruly. Uh, we talk about here about envy. Envy is again, the envy in this passage in, and I'm using the NIV, uh, in some passages, in some translations, is translated jealousy. And we've talked about that. We've talked about competition and a party spirit. Remember, we talked about one of those concepts is that, like, it's like it, in the Greek, it, it's the, the political party. Uh, you need to be a part of my party. It's, it's like what's going on in Congress when, you know, when we try to wrangle our, the troops for whatever party you're in to all have them line up and, and vote the way that the party leadership wants. That's what we're talking about here. And, and it says that God says, that's not, that's not what we want. Jealousy and comp competition and a party spirit contributes to confusion. If you don't believe that, think about the Tower of Babel, Genesis chapter 11. From man's point of view, it's a great idea. Build a tower up to heaven. It's a good thing. We can get up to heaven and be like God up there. From God's viewpoint, it was stupid. And frankly, it was sinful. The result, God created a, a, a mass confusion by what? Language change. Changing languages. Hmm. What, what does the word babble mean today? We, we, it means confusion. People use it to, to refer to, you know, you're just babbling. You're, you're confused. You, you're not making any sense. Confusion. Makes you think about this every evil work here. It makes you think about worthless of, and of no account. The evil here is, is, the, is the idea of worthless and no account. It kind of reminds me of that passage in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 about the fact that, you know, every man's work is going to be tried by fire. So if I've built with wood, hay, and stubble, not going to be a good outcome when you put the flame to it. Not going to be a good outcome. So remember this. We need to take care of, of allowing for us to allow God to work in our hearts and lives to help us to build with, with precious stones and with gold and silver. Um, the most important thing we can do in a church, in, in every church, any church that you're involved with, is to measure our ministries by the word of God and not by the wisdom of man. Sometimes God isn't interested in how big the church gets. He's interested in how deep we've d dived into the word. Um, I can remember sitting at a... Uh, I was in Boston and I was uh, at a, a, a person's house. There was a whole bunch of us sitting around a table and uh, there was a, a lead pastor there. And, and I was there looking at the possibility of ministering in the church. And he's, 
they ask a question and I started explaining from scripture the particular thing that we were discussing. And um, later the pastor came up to me, he says, you know, he says, my problem is, uh, he says, I'm a mile wide and an inch deep when it comes to my preaching. And I thought, that's not a good thing to tell me. Especially <laughs> if you want me to join your staff, you know, <laughs> the plowing isn't being done here, bud, you know. <laughs> so it, it can be it can be tough when when we when we're not doing it the way God wants us to. There, you know, many churches split over the dumbest things. You've heard me talk. There was a church in St. Louis that I knew of that split over how you say the word hallelujah. Do you say with an H, hallelujah, or do you say hallelujah? And somebody wanted to write on the, above the, 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 uh, the stage, they wanted to write the words, uh, paint in there, hallelujah. And half the church got mad and left because it wasn't the way that they thought it should be. Well, that's a dumb reason to, to split a church. But it, sometimes we do that. We do it for, we, we split over the color of carpet. You're going to put in a fellowship hall, you know, when it comes to a vote. Those things don't really matter. Why? Because the problem is we're putting earthly wisdom instead of worrying about spiritual wisdom. Uh, the, missing the absence or the absence of the, of the wisdom of God. And then when that happens, it goes weird very quickly. So you notice he, he says here in verse 17, we're going to actually get here, get there. <laughs> well, it says that uh, wisdom that comes from heaven is, first of all, pure and peace-loving and considerate and submissive. Oh, okay, here we go. Here we go. So pure. What's pure mean? Untainted. Untainted. That's good. Okay, what else? Without flaw. I'm sorry? <laughs> Without flaws. Without flaw. Yeah, thank you. I just didn't hear it. Good. That's good. Yeah. Uh, what else? No contamination. No contamination, yeah. Chase, free from contamination. Uh, make your hearts chase. Purify your hearts. It, notice, that, where does this come in the list? First. 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 Why? This is one of those lists I keep telling you. In the Greek, often when we get lists in, in, in our Bible, especially in the New Testament, often the lists are designed to, to create a foundation. This You do this, and then you add this on top of it, and then you add this on top of that, and you keep building, right? Mm -hmm. So that's what we're doing here. We start off with, first of all, being pure. God's wisdom leads to purity in our life. Man's wisdom leads to what? Confusion. Confusion and sin, yeah, absolutely. Gold star. So we, we talk about the need we have to have purity in our lives. First pure. Then it talks about what? What's Peace. the next word? Peace. Peace. When we get to 18, I'm going to do a deep dive into peace. But right now, let's just do a, a, a surface dive, if we will. 
man's wisdom leads to competition, rivalry, war. We're going to find that when we get, we actually look at, at James chapter four, verses one and two, which we haven't read yet, but I'm sure some of you have read ahead. God's wisdom leads to peace. Peace, peace is based on holiness, not on compromise. Now, part of the problem we have to understand is there are some things in life that we compromise on. It's okay. Where are we going to eat tonight, honey? I don't know. I want fish. Well, I want steak. Where do we go? Well, someplace that maybe does both. Or maybe you, you acquiesce and you give in to your spouse <coughs> and go, okay, we'll go for steak. And maybe next week we'll get, we'll get um, fish. But, but there are some things we don't compromise. What, what are some of the things we shouldn't compromise? We talk about it. What, what makes us orthodox in our belief system? The Bible says. The Bible says. Okay. So first, one of, the, one of the things is the Bible. We believe the Bible is a written word of God. What else? So do we compromise on that? No, we should never compromise on that. The Bible doesn't just contain the word of God. It is the word of God. At least, and it's correct and perfect in its original writings. The problem that we have, though, is that each of us or each organization has a different view, unfortunately, about what the Bible says. And, you know, even... As we sit here talking about the word pure, we're all struggling to have a, a little bit of a, a, a definition of what the word pure means. Because maybe life experience or training or whatever has in some way colored us that we don't look at everything in the same, you know, from the same lens because we haven't been trained in the same way or uh, things haven't been put upon us in the same way. Yeah, well, there's some, there's some definite truth to that, James. You're absolutely correct. I think one of the things we have to do about that is we need to make sure that when we study God's word, we're looking at the fun. God, we define, the church defines certain things as fundamental truths. And this is what makes us orthodox. So we talk about um, Jesus Christ, the son of God, God. He is born of a virgin. He lived a perfect life. He died for our sins. He rose again on the, on the third day. Uh, salvation comes from him and him alone. He has promised that he will return. Uh, the Bible is, is the word of God. It doesn't just contain the word of God. Those seven things are basically what makes us orthodox in our belief. And when I mean orthodox, I don't mean Greek orthodox. I mean that we are orthodox in the sense that all believers of every type and stripe of denomination or uh, Catholic, Greek, Orthodox, um, uh, Coptic, uh, Oriental Orthodox, Protestant, uh, Charismatic, uh, non-Charismatic, uh, we're all part of, we all, are, we all have fundamentally those major things the same. Where we start to differ is where we can allow a certain amount of compromise. Things like, how do you take communion? Should it be the first of the month, the last of the month? There are some churches that practice it twice a year, some only once a year. Some do it every week. 
But, but, but Val, I, I, I submit that what James is somewhat referring to is that it, those things that you just went over are just, they're still fundamental. It's when you get into the details and then we're listening to someone, a teacher such as yourself, not specifically you, but the role that you're playing here amongst the other 13 of us, mm. where you've identified in your past where there's divergent thoughts. Oh, sure. It's going through those divergent thoughts and interpretations. That's when it becomes difficult. You're right. You're if, right. If, am I, is that sort of what you're alluding to, James, a little bit? Like, Keith, you're, you're right. You're hitting right on the money. So, and, uh, you know. Yeah, and, I, and I'm, I'm in agreement with you, James. Those are tough, those are tough issues. And, and it, does, it does tend to split us. I can I can only speak from personal experience though that that there are times when we we have chosen I, when I pastored a church uh, I chose there were times I would chose choose to to fellowship with other churches in specific events or specific tasks that we could agree on but on areas we disagreed on theologically we chose to accept that that their their belief system and our belief system in those areas were were divergent. Yeah, that's great theory. when you're that that's great when you're in the non-emotional, non-family type role, but you throw that in all. You're right. You're right. So, so how do you so let, let's let's go there. How do you how do you deal with it? Yeah, I think you you, you had a you, you I went to James clue. Smith for answers. <laughs> you had a clue in the fact that you, you said you know emotional, so you have to do you have to back up and try not to be emotional about things. Uh, but the difficulty there then is is there's so many different parables and styles in which all the different books are written. I'm, I'm, yeah, okay. We're, we were talking they about go, a particular issue that you had a disagreement with somebody who was close to you. You said, but it's the interpretation of those. If it's, it's the interpretation of that of the book. If you go here, this is the truth, and then the reality of the truth is, is that it's more of a, a parable or whatnot that you're supposed to really be thinking opposite, or you know, it's a little bit supposed to be a little bit positively twisted that that's where it becomes difficult to okay so there there's the gospel the the issue then is digging into the word right to figure out what the differences are and and whether or not there's truth or falsehood in a particular area and asking the holy spirit to enlighten all of our eyes and allow each of us differences in areas where it it, there isn't, you know, I, I've explained it at times. I consider it like this, a stream where, or a river with many different streams. You get down to the Mississippi, you get down to the Delta. It takes a whole lot of different areas that go, that all lead into the Gulf, right? But they all ultimately lead there. There are going to be some people that are going to get it wrong. When I, when I get to heaven, I fully anticipate that most of you got it wrong. And I'm, I'm sure that I must have gotten it all right, correct? <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. not. <laughs>
So there's going to be some areas that we're going to we're going to find that 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 we were, you know, every good Bible teacher, I don't care who they are, doesn't get it all right. And we have to we have to have enough grace and enough humility to admit, you know what? There are times when I'm wrong. Or I was wrong in, in, in my belief system on something. I've told you I had to change my belief system in certain areas. Because why? Because I was raised a particular way. But when I started studying scripture and I kept asking God, revealed to me, and this is the problem. Part of the problem is pride. I don't like to be wrong. And I don't want to admit that I'm wrong. No. And when I when I have a problem, often it's because of my pride getting into my way. And I'm unwilling to admit whatever. And it could be you, it could be the person you're talking with. You know, when two good people, Dr. Bob Jr. used to no, excuse me, Dr. Bob Sr. used to say that when two good men agree, usually the truth or disagree, excuse me, when two good men disagree, the truth usually lies somewhere in the middle. Now I would add to that, sometimes it lies closer to one than the other. And sometimes it just flat out, there's, there have been times when it's just flat out wrong. You know, sometimes we just get things wrong. We, we have used the Bible, you know that we've used the Bible to, to do all kinds of evil. Does it, mean it was, it, does it mean that the Bible's wrong? Or was it the our that, The problem that I think we have is that most of us, to be honest, are lazy. Mm. We we listen to the word from individuals, and for most of us, that's what we walk away with is what sure. we heard someone say. Good. We, yeah, that's good. Know, we, haven't, we haven't often gone into. Uh, the scripture and, and built our life on the scripture that says, study thyself to be approved, you know, yeah. or whatever the phrase is. We don't necessarily look into the word for ourselves. Many people have Bibles. Sometimes they got two or three Bibles in the house and they've never been open. And yeah. uh, everything is because they haven't studied themselves. They're, yeah, they're based on absolutely- what they heard. Boy, you're just nailing it today, James. You're <laughs> nailing it good. But here's the here's the issue. What what did Paul say of the Bereans? No oh, thanks. They searched the word daily. They searched the scripture to see if what he said was true. Yeah. That's the way it was supposed to be. So so That's so what what should you and I be doing then when we hear something? When I listen to a pastor in the pulpit speaking. There are times I my my radar goes off occasionally, you know. I go, oh, whoa, 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 wait a second, you know. And 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 I and I'm looking in the scripture to go. I'm not sure. I'm in a whole in agreement with that. Sometimes I come back and go, oh, I guess he was right and I was wrong. Sometimes I go, oops, he was wrong on that. That or just wasn't it, right. Or you put and it on the or you put it on the shelf, and when it comes the time, you it it's like line upon line. It's not. It takes time for that stuff. That's what, sure. Just like what I did, I didn't learn what I knew forty years l- l- later. I learned that through doing it over and over and over and over and the things that I had a general knowledge in the beginning. 
or pretty good knowledge. And then I had to modify that to people, to different things or just you know, like Mike's situations. You have to, you know, it's hard to give people sometimes advice when you don't have a complete answer. It's difficult. You know, you come up with your reasonings and, and then you change. You have to change. We should yeah, change. By the way, if you are going to if you're going to survive this world, I'm going to tell you something. The the only way that you survive is by change. If you're not if you're not changing, you're ultimately dying. It's true of churches too. Churches have to change. Now they don't change the truth, but they sometimes have to change the way the truth is presented. And that's difficult for depending what your age is too. Thank oh, you. well, yeah. I don't know about age. I think it's relevant. I mean, if you change too much, the people go away because they don't like that much change. Like James saying, they're lazy and convenient and comfortable. Hey, I'm but comfortable with doing it, and now you change, and I don't like it. But I so think God will, God will find a place for you to be. If that's what you settle for, then he'll find mm-hmm. a place to put you there. Yeah. But one thing you will not compromise, the gospel is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, period. Amen. You cannot change that. I don't care what you do, how you look at that. That is the gospel. That is our hope. Paul says if, if someone teaches another gospel in Galatians, if someone teaches another gospel, don't accept it. Don't accept it. So... The struggle then is for each of us to not be lazy, right? <laughs> and to, and to spend Good time luck. in the Word. In other words, don't just you know don't just get your Bible out on Sundays and 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 or or you know when you come to a Bible study, you spend a little time on it on your own. You you might need to find uh, a couple of uh, good commentaries. Um, and you know I've I've given you some of those in the past. I'm happy to continue to, you know, if there's something that you think you're interested in, I'll give you a commentary or two to, to consider, um, depending upon how you're looking and what you're looking. There are some good general ones and there's some more specific ones on a particular area. I think I told you, I, maybe I did, maybe I didn't. I just ordered, I, I read a couple of these books when I was in seminary, but I just ordered and, and uh, have 35 different books that deal with 35 different subjects. And they're all subjects that are what I would call secondary or tertiary, third you know, uh, level uh, questions. Things like um, baptism, what, what mode is correct? Uh, what is the role of the woman in a church? Um, uh, these types of issues. Uh, and there's a whole bunch, there's 35 of them. Anyhow, uh, it's written with biblical scholars on all sides of the question. And so they'll write their, their opinion. Then the other people will critique their, their position. And then they will write their position and the other others will critique theirs. This goes on through all of the, you know, whether it's two sides, four sides, uh, one, you know, three sides, whatever, and everyone's critiquing each one. And then you, you as the reader, get to decide, well, which one was more accurate? <laughs> and I, 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 you know, I did this with- uh, Therein lies the problem. I, well, yes, of course. 
And so, but but the issue is you do the study, you do the work, you do the, you work it out and you go, you know what? Um, I think this is, this is sometimes on those issues you go, okay, I did, all these guys have good opinions, but I'm good. I've decided this is the best one for me. And if you decide on another one, that's fine. Like I told you, if you guys want to wait till the middle of the tribulation to leave the earth, I'm all for you doing that. That's fine. I'm going right away. <laughs> if you want to stick around for the whole time, that's fine too. I got no problem with you doing that. That's great. I'll be I'll be resting and waiting for you to join me because I'm going first. I'm going to be a pre-tribber. I'm going to be, and I've already told you my first. That's my first position. My fallback is mid-trip. My third position, absolute final decision, is if I have to, I'll be a, 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 a post-tribber if I have to. That's fine. If that's when God comes back. My personal opinion is he's coming first before all that. But if you don't believe that, that's okay. It doesn't change the fact that I love you. And I'm thinking that you're wrong, but that's okay. <laughs> It's easy for you to say it to us. Yeah. <laughs> you can say it to me. I don't there have been guys that have disagreed with me. That's fine. I tell them when we get to heaven, we'll get it figured out. Yeah, send me their names. I'll take care of it. Funny. Okay, well. <laughs> I got my own hit squad, huh? This is good. I like this. I never had one. How cool but, is this? Well, you know, one of the problems for me is that most people you can't discuss the Bible with. And, and, and the reason that you can't discuss them is because, again, you know, they've never read a commentary, to be honest. They, they, <laughs> they, because they've never read their Bible, which yeah. is the biggest commentary that most of us get through. Always. We know that, we know that there's Genesis and we know that there's revelation. And we don't know what either one means, and we don't know what any of the stuff in between, how it works. And that's where all the meat is. Yep. And you know, I can say that because I'm guilty of that myself. I think all of us are to some degree. You know, it's, I, I keep, if and when we ever get through James, which, by the way, you, you, you are starting to realize why I hate the book of James. And I told you, I was never going to preach to teach you this again. It's been 40 years since I've done this. It's your guys' fault that we're in it. So just bear Amen. with it, Buttercup. Bear with it. You asked for it. We got it. But we're going to go to, we're going to, go to the book of 1 Corinthians after this. And if you think James is tough, wait till we start talking about some of the issues in, in, in 1 Corinthians. There's a vast difference of opinion on a whole lot of things that will happen in there. Hmm. And I will challenge Ian, Ian was going to say something, Val, and I think he got cut off. But Oh, sorry. Well, Dan, did you, were you saying something? Sorry, bud. No, no, that's all right. I was just, um, I, I think the challenge is uh, the secondary issues I, I laugh at, and I understand what you're saying there. I think the hardest thing is whether you're with companies, boards, and you're dealing with people, even in church, that don't quite, um, aren't following like what we're reading in James, let's say. And the hardest thing is when you know it's wrong what's going on 
or the company's position or the board's position or the family, let's say, on issues dealing with family. Um, um, the hardest thing is, is, is allowing your peace to come upon you to have a pure heart, to be praying over these situations and faith come by hearing, hearing come by the word of God and just allowing the word to, to meditate on your, your, the, the situations, because it's easy to come unglued. It's easy to always be slighted with the world. Just get in the car and drive somewhere. <laughs> it's and someone's cutting you off or someone's doing whatever. Um, it, it's, you know, those are the challenges that we, we come with, um, and we just stay in focused. Um, it's so important, um, especially today, just, you know, you, you see what goes on and it's learning to endure the things with a peaceful heart, even though they're wrong, that's not easy or the trials and tribulations that you're constantly dealing with. You know, yeah. look at us in our group here. Yeah, yeah, I hear you, man. There's a a couple of years ago, I, I went through a, some training and um, it became very apparent that if I was going to put in practice the training I had, I had to be very careful. It reminded me I had to be very careful when I'm around other people that I don't do things that would instigate problems. Um, Were you successful? I have been up till now. There's, I haven't killed anybody. Wow. But it reminds me that, you know, a, a, as an example, uh, I, you, most of you know that I have uh, a concealed uh, permit. And one of the things when I went through that training was, was to remember, remind myself that if I'm, if I'm carrying I need to be careful with my attitude. I need to be careful with my anger. I need to be, I need to guard myself because I could do something that would be devastating to all kinds of people because I, if I lost my, my temper. And I think it's that way with a lot of, the more responsibility that we are given scripture-wise, you know, that's why it says, don't, don't be so close, don't be so fast to, to have somebody teach allow them to, to learn because with teaching comes a whole host of responsibilities that sometimes I just soon I didn't have because it's tough sometimes. Now we're, we're, we're reaching the end of our, our time here. We've, we've passed our, our time limit. I love what we've done today. I hope it was good for you. I think it was good for me. I think we brought up some really interesting things that we need to think about. And I think that what we can learn from this is what some of the things that James has said, we need to study the scripture. Stop relying on other people to teach us what is right. Look what I've taught you and go back and find out if I told you the truth or not. If I didn't, then don't, then ignore me. You know, but if I told you the truth and I've taught the truth, then, you, then apply it. Paul says, you know, follow me. Basically, he says, follow me as I follow Christ. And I will tell you this, follow me as long as I follow Christ. When I stop following him, don't follow me, please. I don't want to have to be answerable for things that I, I, I sometimes I think God, God gave me the, this ability and that's great. I'm glad he did. And I'm thrilled and I love to do it. 
but I also worry, am I teaching you the right stuff? Am I being honest and truthful with the word? I hope I am. That's my goal. Um, and I hope that uh, I hope that you found this to be uh, helpful today. We've got some um, uh, other stuff. George, well, for, want, well, for the, to... I'm not speaking for everyone else, but for, for the time being, we're okay with what you're talking about. Oh, good. Until we find something different, you know, <laughs> like, you know, having Dan's input and, you know, George's well, yeah, you input, know, especially James's tickle, input. You're just waiting for some of the tickly ears. I know. I know. Uh, All right. Well, listen, it's been um, it's been a good uh, conversation. I appreciate your willingness to be involved. And we're going to we'll continue on with Chapter 3 next time. I don't know why in the world I'm going to, I got to come up with some questions for you for Thursday. So we'll, we'll do that. We've got one already that looks like someone sent me a, uh, sent us a question. We'll deal with that maybe a little bit on Thursday. Um, remind me if I, if we don't bring it up. Okay. I think we, we should remind, we should remember the three points when we, did, we talk. And those three points are? Dennis knows best than me. In everything. Ah, yes, Denny's. Denny's. Denny, are you there? You want to give us your the, the three points? Is it kind? Is it no, truth? Is it true? Is it necessary? And is it kind? Yeah. Oh man, if I could just figure out how to do that in my daily life, I would be so far ahead of where I am. I'm doing better with that. I'm doing better with that now. But good. It was, good a, it was a big. That was a big help for me. Bye, guys. See you Thursday. Take care, guys. Be safe. Bye, Keith. I'm, I'm Have a good day, guys.